Welcome back, episode two. I'm the Big Cheese. Jess Ray here. And Kelly West. Wow, and today we're gonna be talking about our favorite top hip hop crews, and that could mean anything. It could be two MCs, three MCs, four MCs, nine MCs. It could be an MC and a producer. It could be an MC, a producer, and prize. Whatever you want. It is up to you to figure out what those crews look like in your composition. Um, and just like the last episode, when we talk about our top five MCs, meet us where we are. We're not scholars in this. We don't write any type of articles about hip-hop. We are just hip-hop lovers. We're just coming at it from a perspective of people who enjoy this craft and its art form. And we're going to meet you there. So, if you got Method Man on your top five, we'll meet you there. I don't think so, but I'm going to meet you there. If you got Kendrick there, I think it's too early. But some of you had him on his list, on your list, and that is all good. We're going to meet you there. It's about discussion. One of the things I loved a lot, I went back. I listened to that Tupac catalog. I may have to put him in my top five. I went back to listening to Method Man stuff. I might have to put him on my top 20, possibly. <laughs> but meet us where we are. That's a part of this. And thank you for everybody who commented on the threads. Thank you for everyone who listened to the show yes, and yes. had opinions. A lot of yous were so angry at us. Thank you for that passion, for that craft. Yes. Meet us where we are. It may, doesn't mean we don't know what we're talking about. It just means we have different perspective. Hip-hop is so emotional. Thank you so much for going on this journey with us. I'm sure we'll get a few people upset. And we might get some people that are like, yo, you got it on point. It's all subjective, but thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, I got to give us a couple of shout-outs. One, two, Lost Breed. If culture. Culture. If you're interested in getting some dope designs, some dope urban wear, check out the, the website urban breed uh Ross. Ross breed culture sorry Fauzi uh <laughs> shout out to you and your support um also if you're looking for a dope DJ for your parties DJ JV that's a V E E at the end look him up on Facebook book him now he's the only DJ we go with and when we have our party in the summer he is the one that's going to DJ for us check them out on their Facebook account. Check out the DJ. Check out the DJ. <laughs> Spend some love and show some love. But let's go right into number five, top five hip hop crews. Big Cheese, I'm going to go to you first. Just Ray, who is your? All right, cool. I'm glad you started number with five. me, too. Yeah, yo. I'm glad you started with me. I'm going to go right into it. So my number five is Bone Dugs and Harmony. Woo! Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. I had to give them, you know, some love. This is from the Midwest, Cleveland, Ohio, you know? So uh, I chose this group because they, they have an original sound. Yes. Um, they were a five-man group, and each brought a unique sound. Right. You know, they, as a collective, they made songs that revealed how thugs, how thugs have soul, mm -hmm. you know, which is pretty cool. Uh, my favorite song from them back in the day was Crossroads. Yes. You know? Crossroads. Meet me at the Crossroads. Big Main Street. That's a big, they're a big mainstream hit. Yes. 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 Yeah. So I'm going to pass the torch to Callie West. Yes. Oh, but, all right. Which was your favorite Bone Thugs and Harmony member? Oh, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, man. You think about that, but I'm going to give a shout out to Danny Adai. His number one MC was Busy Bone. Uh -huh. And even though I challenged him on that, that he I knew for many years that was a good. I, I have to go with Lazy Bone. I like Lazy Bone. I like Lazy Bone. Yes, I'm gonna have to go. With Lazy I don't know why Wishbone is on the group. 
Because I he kills every song he's on. But you know, Wishbone had vocals. He got he could harmonize it. But Lazy Bone was my guy. Busy Bone was sensational. He was the star over there. And Crazy Bone was the anchor of that group. But the biggest part of that group, and this is where they kind of lost their mustard a little bit, mm -hmm. was their producer, DJ Unique. In the first two, first three albums, he did a majority of the production, and it was sensational the way they, the hooks, the melodicness of it was so good. And if he wanted to get hard, it got hard. Yeah. And it all had the commonalities, uh, the, the hi-hats were the, kind of similar, the harmonies were kind of similar. Uh, and then when they started switching producers, or maybe, uh, I'm not sure what happened with Unique at that point, it started going down a little bit. Their mm -hmm. solo careers mm -hmm. hit or miss but definitely together up there and you know biggie and and bone thug notorious thugs what a classic oh, song yeah. at the yeah. peak yeah. of their popularity yeah. i don't hate on that bone thugs number five just ray excellent choice callie west where you at just ray we share something in common what <laughs> what Number five is Bone Thugs and Harmony to me. And this is, I think, a personal, very personal choice uh, that it was one of the first hip-hop uh, groups when I was growing up that really got my attention. And it was the, the, the albums that they had, uh, my parents uh, threw away. They broke. No. They, just, they, was weren't, that the, they weren't allowed. Yeah. They weren't allowed in my household. Was that the East 99 album? Wow. Yeah, and Art of, Art of War. Art of album. War, double CD. Yeah, yeah, double CD. And so they, it, because they created this inner rebellion, yeah. I liked them even more. Mm -hmm. And the fact that there was these men that could sing mm -hmm. and spit so fast. Yeah. So fast, where it made you want to open the the album cover and see the lyrics and read them to see what they were talking yeah, yeah. about. And I think their experiences um, were so they were so honest and so pure. And it's like this is where we come from. Mm -hmm. And and me being from Los Angeles, I had no idea what Cleveland was about. And it was there's some similarities that I found in there. And I think the Art of War, the album, album. really, really got to me yeah. real deep as a young kid. Yeah, I was like, what, 12 years old? Yeah, the first time I heard Thuggish, Ruggish, Thuggish, Bone with that beat, it's oh the Thuggish, God, and that come in, <laughs> and I was like, what is this? And, and like up, I said in the, in the last show, I'm East Coast biased, but when I heard that, I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to secretly like it. But yeah. there's no, it don't gotta be a secret. Bone Thugs Bone is thugs. sensational. Yeah. And, you know, they wouldn't be here without Easy, Easy E bringing them in the right. loop. So yes. he had an ear for right. that uh, towards the late uh, stages of his career, bringing other acts in there on the Ruthless Records. So that was a great uh, time um, where anything was possible. Um, but my number five, I'm gonna stick to Brooklyn and I'm gonna stick to the East Coast. Tell us what it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Tell Let us. me tell you something. I had to go number five. No, with the boot camp click. Whoa. I know. Wow. This is Black Moon. This is Smith & Wesson. This is Helter Skelter. This is the original Gun Clapper. Heavy hitter. These are the beat miners all together as one collective. At that time, Enter the Stage dropped Black Moon albums. Dropped around 93, same time as Wu-Tang and Trap Called Quest. West. And right. they captivated me. They were so dark and so... Um, hip-hop so street and I just connected to that for so many reasons of Buckshot being the Buck leader Shot. of that yeah, yeah I wouldn't yeah. say Buckshot is like the dopest MC but he spits with so much intensity that you his weight 
of his words just carried well. Mm -hmm. uh, Smith and Wesson as a duo were fantastic. Uh, the Shining album was fantastic. Um, they had the right name. They had the right name <laughs> as a duo. That they, they were great. Um, and of course, I love Helter Scott. Uh, rest in peace, Sean, Pri uh, Sean Price. Um, who got the props? Who got the props? Right? Miami. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I love that one. Who got you open? Got you open. Uh, yeah. Soundboy Burial. Um, and I didn't get into them until later. I had to be like high school just because I was like, that didn't yeah. come into the West Coast till later. And on. they, yeah. I thought yeah. one of the main superstars there was uh, the Rockness Monster. His voice was so special. Mm -hmm. And when he really wanted to dial in his lyrics, he, he could have. He was special. I always thought he would be bigger than what he is. But that's what I liked about them, though. They were super underground for just a certain audience of hip-hop mm -hmm. culture, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I was definitely one of them. I still listen to them. They right, still produce right, right, right. high-quality stuff yeah. now. Smith & Wesson dropped a dope reggae hip-hop album about yeah. a year or two ago. It's fantastic. I got to see Smith & Wesson and got to live paint for them also. Wow. And they were incredible. Dreads are like down to his... Down-to-earth men, down to but I would not test man. them. A big part of their success were also the beat miners, uh, DJ yeah. Evil D. Yeah. Um, and I think Enter the Stage, The Shining, and a lot of the stuff after that were great about them. They kind of lost their luster a little bit when they uh -huh. started messing with other producers. But they're right back in it right now. They're doing some great work with Ninth Wonder. They're doing some great work with other producers, and they just still got that flow. Check them out if you haven't, Duck Down Records. Um, I really, really uh, resonate with them. So that's my number five, the bootcamp clip. Uh, click. Let's keep it moving. Number four, number four. Just Ray. All right. You know, before we get into the number four, though, I would just like to shed some light on how a lot of producers, you know, within these groups, they messed up these groups, you know? Shout, yeah. out, to, shout out to the good producers, but... Good producers. But come on now. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm going to go into my number four. I'm going to go into You have a lot to say there. Yes. So my number four is N.W.A. N.W.A. Oh, Ice Cube, Dre, Eazy-E. And what's my other man on the, on the spin, the, the tables? Who, Yella? Yella. Yella. Yella? Yes. Yella. So, N.W.A. was conscious rap, music from the West. Uh, this group set bars on top of bars. They put the bad in badass, of course. Uh, I still <laughs> listen to their music to today. Uh, my favorite song from them was, of course, F the Police. F the Police. You know, because these guys were telling the story, and that's the type of rap that I like listening to, you know? Yeah. Whether it's... Uh, single MCs together, whatever. Uh, I like when they tell stories, especially especially about where they come from, you know. Because yeah. I could relate, you know, that yeah. hood, that yeah. hood rap. Yes. And these guys did that, and these guys were gangsters. Like there's 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 no gangsters today, you know. The, like yeah. that died out. These guys were truly gangsters. Oh my God, we're gonna keep on going mm -hmm. because my I mean my fourth is N.W.A. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Look, me yes. being from. California and at the time that they were coming out it was such a it was such a good time um the the riots in mm -hmm. LA were coming right after all of these uh like kind of where the rap gangster rap originated mm -hmm. was the frustration with the authority um messing with the folks in Compton it's like all these areas that were under-resourced um they were killing people left to right. I feel like the, the, these movements of police brutality, because everyone has phones, they're able to document all of these things. Mm -hmm. But back then, 
the way to document it was through hip hop that was coming up. Yeah. And what what happened with Rodney King, um, and that led to the LA riots. This fueled LA hip hop so much more, and mm-hmm. NWA was the kind of the 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 head of all of that. Yeah. Um, Eazy E just went in. You know what yeah. I mean? Ice Cube went in, and it's just they want a mission. I think that inspired a lot of young kids mm-hmm. to just understand what their rights are. Um, for me, I didn't grow up in a terrible neighborhood, but I still felt the sense of danger in, in uh, certain areas. And it was just NW changed a lot, yeah. a lot within yeah. the town I'm from. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I have to respect They They were not afraid so to say... Anything. F you. Yeah. Unapologetic. Unapologetic. All the way around. And I think their flow was some, it was old school. Mm-hmm. They were like, dun, dun, dun. it was just, it, the flow was really, it was simply beautiful. Yes. I felt. And their flow wasn't anything complicated. It wasn't complicated. What made them great, and I said this before, urgency. Urgency, yep. I felt it. I felt it. I felt what they were talking about. I wasn't there. I felt what they were talking about. And I think a lot of listeners, casual listeners, um, love to feel that music. And they could not maybe identify with it, but definitely be like, wow, that is some real stuff they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Not only through their words, but you just felt it. Um, and they, you got to really think about who's in the NWA. That's Easy e Ice Cube, MC Ren, Dr. Dre, DJ Yella, um, and Prince. Um, that is a group that, after NWA finished, we're still doing individually fantastic work. Yeah. Ice Cube had some classic albums. Yeah. Easy He had Dre. done some great Dre. albums before his passing. Um, Dr. Dre, do we need to talk about oh, any more about the yeah. impact yeah. Dr. Dre has to this day? Yep. He's probably one of the most influential slash successful hip-hop entrepreneurs. Let's not forget yeah. about Rich. Yeah. We're not. And, and which other groups have movies based on them? They got inducted into the Rock and Roll, Roll Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. Sure did. Which hip-hop it's act just... did that? Because they had the spirit of rock and roll. Yeah. I did not have them number four. No. Who but was I, your number four? Well, your but number I will two? say who is my number four, and I'm going to admit that I took a little bit of a shortcut because there were so many of them that I could think about that I that I really like as top crew. So I just put them all in one lump. So I said the native, native tongue. tongue. Wow. The native <laughs> tongues is my easy way out. I'm sorry. This is my list. This is my list. You don't like my list. I respect it. Hit the exit buzzer and go to another SoundCloud account. This is the native tongue. This is my list. This is Jesus' list. That's right. Tribe Core Quest. De La Soul. Jungle Brothers. Yeah. Queen Latifah, Black Sheep, the Fushnikins, and those are just the core members. You're not thinking about the Beat Nuts, the, uh, the Bush Baby, Common, Farsight, Camplo, Organized yeah. Confusion, the Roots, all part of that mo- movement. And what yeah. I love the yeah. most about that movement is that they were into different type of sounds, jazz, jazz. Yep. funk, you know, try abstract. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, and they were very conscious talkers, which I'm a big fan of. They're also very spiritual people. And yeah. I love that people introduce their spirituality in what they're saying. I think it gives the overall product, the overall music, a lot more weight and it allows them to be more sensitive. Uh, which one of those groups? And my favorite, you could go with Dayla, you could go with Tribe. <laughs> of course, um, Tribe has shared the same date 
uh, of Midnight Marauders, when that came out, they came out right. the same time as Wu-Tang's entered the 36 Chamber. But can you think of a one-two punch combination dropping on the same day? So influential. That's just, you know what I love about that? It's just that you got an actually a group of people and they made a hip-hop collective. And I respect that the, that amount of people and that amount of lyricists can all join forces to create No, No egos there. That it was all love. And that's something... Hip-hop. That two rappers shooting each other in your shows should definitely learn about. Yes. What, what a T.I. It was Troy Ave. Troy Ave. And please was. don't support that show. thuggery. Please support people who are preaching positivity. You could tell me about stories in your show. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Let's move our culture forward. That was hip-hop is based on. And I just feel like the native tongue was all about that. Yeah. And I resonated that. I, I love my N.W.A., don't get me wrong. Um, and there's a spot for... Uh, them in on this list because I'll talk about them a little later um, but I just love their vibe their chemistry and I love that Tribe Called Quest put all their faces on their cover and I'm like oh wait yeah. that's, <laughs> like this is us this is Daylight yeah, 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 yeah. and I love that but if I'm going to have to pick with one in that group it has to be Tribe Called Tribe Quest, Quest. Yes. Um, and you could easily put Daylight there too so that's my number four easy, easy way out I apologize it's nice. but Native it's Talk nice. get the entire catalog the entire <laughs> And you will be set for the next Time 10 years. years. But I'm going to go right into my number three because we spoke about it already. And that's the NWA. NWA. And gotcha. I love the NWA. They're up there number three because they're social and uh, just landmark album. And the way that they made people listen. Yes. You will listen to us. Yep. Yeah. You will yep. hear what we have to say. You could put us in jail. You could cancel our shows. They were not afraid to speak. Yeah to You're gonna the man and the authority and not let uh, censors stop them. They were feared. Yeah. yeah. They were feared. Yep. And you, you know what? We need that in music right now. We need that in yes. hip-hop. We need someone to step up right now and take that flag. Uh, could be Kendrick, but we need that anger. Yeah. We need that anger yeah. music to speak. And if you're not hang- angry right and now you, with the world, yeah. we need step up, write some rhymes. And too um, bad they just ended on a sour note. Um, Death Row Records, I think, kind of tainted what they had. Um, but rest in peace, Eazy-E. I think yeah, his love. unfortunate loss also brought some kind of union to, to NWA. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think that they're unapologetic unapologetic nature is extremely necessary and that's why I respect yeah. them. And and their album crossed over to a lot of rock and roll scenes too. Yeah. And yes. the punk scene. Because their music was straight punk. Yeah. It was anti-authority, yes. anti-establishment. And, yep. and you could easily play a Tony Hawk game and hear an NWA song and mm-hmm. it goes hand in hand. They had crossover appeal when their music had no business being right. crossover appeal. Yeah. And they were landmark people. They were beyond just Beyond. Rap. And yeah. I knew that from my East Coast. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I can't... If, the minute that someone can really create a movement based off of passionate, urgent issues that have to be discussed... That's what musicians and artists should be able to do. That's the kind of platform that they provided. And after that, it's just L.A. became a little bit more bold. And I have to respect it, you know? Thanks to them, you know? Thanks to them. So go watch that movie, N.W.A., and listen to that music and listen. Put it in your car and roll roll with it loud. Let people hear it. They need to hear it now. What's your number three, Just Ray? Oh, I'm going to go with, uh, we were just speaking about it before you... Jump back on the NWA wagon. What? What? Tell a me. A tribe called Quest. A tribe called hey. Quest. Yes. Represent. Because represent. These guys were present with rap before rap was rap yes. to me. Like you know, 
So I'm uh, I think uh, my favorite song from them is um, Bonita Abobong. Of course, I love that song. Right, uh, gotta know, put me. Can on. I kick it? Yes, check, you check can. The rhyme, you know, yes. like these songs. Come on, like they, they paved the way for artists today. You know, and I I I think that they're still lost my the way. wallet and some yeah. <laughs> El Segundo. Um, I'm gonna say that uh, also Q-Tip, he's out of the group. He's like my favorite individual. You know, he's he's yeah. a, he's a nice person. You don't actually bump to him into him on the street and. Humble was, cat. Yeah, real humble, real cool, humble and it was a great moment for me. You know, it was it was it was like wow. It was in Harlem, we bumped into each other, and I'm like, whoa, what is? And he's like, yeah, hey, what's up, player, blah blah blah. <laughs> and it, it was amazing. It was amazing. I the Tropical Quest is a staple of my youth. Yeah. Midnight Marauders, Low End Theory. I could say every rhyme. I know where every hi hat is on that album because yeah. I listen to it now. There's no way you can't listen to it now. It holds. Solid now, and it's a tragedy that Five Dog um, passed away. Yeah, rest in peace, um, peace to you. Um, I was always earlier this year. I was hoping to get another Tribe album, um, and you know, it's a great movie documentary. You should go see that one. Um, but a big part of that was Alicia He Muhammad. Yeah. Let's not count that brother out. That guy had some beats, jazz in there, some jazz, some funk, yeah, some real soul. Do yourself a favor. Look at the samples on those, and then listen to the original songs. Yeah. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Yep. Do that much with Tribe, and you're going to get so much uh, from them. I love that Midnight Marauders. Lyrics to Go was my best. Uh, award tour? Are you? Award? Come on. Like, those are like <laughs> hip-hop staples. Electric relaxation. Mm-hmm. Man. Tribe Coco. You can't go wrong. I, I can make an argument for them to be number one. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I wouldn't yeah, even argue yeah, with yeah. you. And no one You're could right. argue with it. Right. Mate, were they the best lyricists? No. But at the time, they were so they, pioneering. And, yes, and they were talking the trailblazers, about real stuff. Real stuff. Like, yeah. They had Human condition stuff. The talking about even, even how the way women um, were seen. They, uh, Q-Tip had the verse where they was like, why are you wearing so much makeup? Where are you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. And, and for women back then to, to hear these things, um, was very important, and I respected that too, because they talked about image and how the community is seen. So I, I yeah. really appreciate. We need some of that for now. Yes. You know, a lot yes. of these women today, they need to, you know, we we need that. Come yeah. on. Take a listen to it. Midnight Marauder, Low End Theory, um, even the Love Movie. If not, get the anthology. Um, you you'll be very happy to hear those cats. Um, Callie, number three, where you at? Number three, this is a hard one. It's a hard one. This Whoa. Hard All one right, crush it, crush it. It between two, but I guess I'm going to go with this one just because I am a fan of their work, even though they don't have a lot, but I appreciate the Fugees. Ooh. The Fugees. Ooh. Okay. They have wow. a little bit of work. I'm going to sit in this chair and really think about this. I'm going to hear you out on this one. I feel like... Um, the Fugees, Wyclef, Lauren, y'all already know how I feel about Lauren, um, and Praz, uh, came into the hip-hop culture and stage so strong, so strong and so animated. I feel like more than anything, their flow was one of the most animated. I haven't heard Lauren spit like that, or any male spit like the way she did. And conscious. Yeah. Like 
and and not and not only in the score, but before that, it was the 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 nappy root stuff. Yeah. Oh my God, she went in Wyclef. I feel like their talent was so pure. Um, I can't I can't even hate how I, that's one of the albums and their their work is I can listen to, to it from front um, to back and I feel the same way I do when I first heard it. I just think Fuji's did. So much good for the culture. So much good. The score was definitely another landmark album, Ready or Not, Killing Me Softly. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't know that song? You could go up and down that album and find mainstream single appeal on pretty much every single one. And they did that because they were just so humble in their approach. They they weren't braggadocious. Mm -hmm. I just feel like they were the kids sitting in front of the porch and just spin and just like freestyling. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, that's how yeah. that's how like clean it was to me. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And you know, on t- even on top of that, it was, to piggyback off what you were saying, they were doing that and they were spitting about something, you know, yeah. like about what's going on in their neighborhood, about what's going on where they're from, mm-hmm. about what's going on in the political world. Yeah. You know, they were bringing all that into their clever. rhymes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, clever delivery. And they relied yeah. on actual in- instruments and samples yeah. and combined those two. Because Wyclef, at that time, was a high-level producer. Yes. And so was his, his partner, Jerry Wonder, who mm-hmm. doesn't get a, a nuts, enough love there. Now, we could argue about Proz and his contribution, but as a group, their energy was magnetic. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, yeah. I made fun of them in the last show. <laughs> you really don't want Proz, Proz. to close out <laughs> the shows. But if he was going to be in any group, this was the one. He was the balance between all three Um, and we wish that they still had more music Um, maybe they they, maybe maybe they could like their LP the 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 score no blunted on reality blunted on reality the way they sound they sound so young but like the wisest young people Mm -hmm. in the world just because their flow was immaculate Mm -hmm. like it what it gave me chills i think the big part of and and they would fluctuate their voices too yeah yeah they use their voices everywhere singing raspy smooth um delicate and lauren didn't really sing on that album she was just Spin. Yeah, with clarity, with clarity, everything up. It was amazing. I, I do think the label got their teeth into them, though. They saw Star making appeal in Lauren, separating her from the group, yeah, yeah. and Star making also... ability with Wyclef as well. And yep. I think and Praz was left. And Praz, well, <laughs> no, he had to get out of the I, I, That was because <laughs> shout out ODB. to Praz. Go ahead, Praz. Shout out to ODB, man. <laughs> I know. Um, but. I wish that they would at least do another album. There was a Fuji single that came out a few years ago that showed some signs of maybe working together, some collaborative effort, but it didn't amount uh, to much. And that's pretty sad. But the score and Blended in Reality are two landmark albums. Uh, Mona Lisa, of course, uh, was a big song. Um, You know, that's your number three. I will contest that maybe and shouldn't be a number three. Definitely top ten, possibly. Yeah. I can name you a bunch of other albums, but I'm going to hear where you at because of what it meant to you sonically, what it meant to you as a female from L.A., having female representation. I could definitely understand that. But Lauren is a beast. Oh, yeah. Let's not get this yeah. twisted. She's dangerous. She is a beast. She wasn't in my top five, obviously, but she is someone that with more material can easily be the best MC, period. And um, hopefully we can get to that point. Hopefully we um, can. We'll, come on, Lauren. I yeah. need you, Lauren. <laughs> we need you. Come out with more, Lauren. Bring it. Come back. Uh, but I'm going to go. 
I'm gonna go with my number two, and I'm gonna go. I think we're on number three. We did number three. I did oh, NWA. You, you, first. you did tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And you did Fuji. I got it. Let's keep this I got it. I got it. Um, my number two, going out of order. I'm gonna go with the Roots. Whoa. Wow. I, I'm gonna say this right now. For those who said Black Thor was the best MC in your top five, I'm not mad at you. Yes. I'm just not mad at you. Yep. I'm going to meet you right there. <laughs> I went back and listened to that Roots catalog from the first track all the way to the last. Mm-hmm. That was my Sunday. Yeah. I can make an argument for Black Thought being what the best. What you think about that? Yeah. He could be the best MC he out there. Is. Wow. And that's yes. a shout out to you to Rodney Loveday. Rodney Loveday. Love. Rodney yes. Loveday. <laughs> uh, that's on you. He's still not my top five. <laughs> but if he was in your top number one, top three, number... I hear you. Let, this is a revolutionary group. Yeah. Right. Revolutionary. Yeah. Even their album covers are revolutionary. Yeah. yeah. Things yeah. fall apart. Yeah. Things fall apart. The urgency on that on that album. You knew what you were getting when you picked up that album. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. It's jazzy. It's soulful, electric. Intriguing. Intriguing. Yes. Intriguing. Little very, very, very little samples. Quest Love Productions. And, and Roots, uh, they they are musicians. Yes, musicians. They are musicians. They know instruments. They know they know how to read music. They they know composition with music. And I think mm-hmm. that also gives you a different insight and a different perspective in terms of how to create a hip hop. Yeah, they brought album. flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Like if my, if you understand how to do jazz, whew, yeah, you in there. Come on, <laughs> like they're incredible. I, yep. And they could switch it up to anything. They could go Neil So on one song, yeah. rock and roll in the next one, reggae on the yeah. next, next, straight hip hop on the next, jazzy on the going. next, and mix right. it all together. They're not even right. in a genre. You right. could go right down the catalog. Things fall apart. Phrenology, the tipping point, game theory, rising down, how I got over, wake up, Wait, yes. wake up, undone, wake up, right? wake, yes. Go straight down the line. There is no dud album on the roots. Whatsoever. The last one that they had was very interesting, though it was it was it was more instrumental than a lot of stuff, which I appreciated because I, I like how experimental they are. Um, but it was a lot of of of, of instrumentation yeah, and music, and yeah. you know, not as much lyricism as I would want. But I think it was nice. Yeah, I yeah. Black Black it. Thought was the. Along with Questlove were the anchor of those groups, but what I love is that they could take you on a sonic ride. No other group could do this. They could take right. you on a sonic ride where you don't need the lyrics to accompany the album. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, more experimentation later on in the years. I love that sonically they can make me feel things, and then you incorporate that with Black Thought, mm-hmm. and you have yourself a, a different level of emotional connection. I think that they are severely underrated yes. um, because um, their mainstream appeal is because they're America's band. Right. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Fallon band. But go back to their catalog. Yeah. They speak they, have, they speak ooh. for urban youth Yeah. and they play to my sensibilities in a way that no other group has done. So yeah. number two for me, uh, The Roots. That's for you, Rodney Loveday. Stop Shout hating. Out to the roots. Stop hating Shout on me now. Yes. All right. What's your number two, Just Ray? My number two is the Fugees. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Just talking about them. You see? Yes. Yep. 
Wyclef, Lauren Hill, Pride. <laughs> so I just wanted to say, uh, Wyclef, of course, he's a musical genius. You just mentioned that. Um, Too bad he didn't win for president. I know, right? <laughs> for real. Shout out to Haiti. No, he didn't even. Uh, yeah. didn't even so uh, he, his group, the Fugees, um, their group, sorry. Uh, they told probable stories, you know, like whether it was about love, breaking up, living in poverty, uh, good, bad times, a part right. of life. Their stories were amazing. Yeah. Um, Lauren Hill, she had the voice of an angel to me. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it hit home a lot, you know. She, her freestyles and her punch lines. Yeah. It, it was she, was, she wasn't an elegant singer. She was an earthy singer. Yes. Earthy. Yes. Yeah. Like you could tell when she's singing, she's stepping on dirt. Yeah, I love like that. One that with, was fantastic. She's like one with nature type. You yes, know? and I love it. And she knew how to mix up her singing with her with the rhymes. Mm -hmm. Like she she's very intelligent. Her her, that caden way. her cadences yeah. were fantastic. Like she knew when to step in with her singing yeah. or with the rhymes. Yes, it was yes. Important. Yeah. You know, like they were the reason why the hip hop in the '90s developed. You right. know, to me, yeah. that's how I feel. No, that's a good point. I mean, they brought a lot of artistry uh, to their craft, and I think it forced people around them to be like, "Hey, whoa, they're selling millions of records. Mm -hmm. What are we not doing? We gotta, we gotta copy this formula." And you can't. Yeah, you, you can't, can't. Yeah. unless you buy a Wyclef beat and then you put it on a Whitney. <laughs> yeah, on a Whitney From Houston. Whitney uh, <laughs> Whitney Houston vocals. That might happen, but. Uh, I'm not going to agree with them being top five. I'm not going to be that person. I'm sure Big that a lot geez. of yous would agree with me. So when we post this up, hit us up, hit us up on the thread. What do you think about the Fugees? What are your thoughts? I hear that they are an important monument to hip-hop. I, I, I have my reservations, but I'm not going to hate on your list. I'm just not going to put them on my top five. But we already know this. Oh, man. All right? I'd rather put the Terror Squad. Say that. Oh, let's oh my God. Let's Get go. out of here. No. I'm not. Somebody no. talk to Big Cheese, please. Yeah, please. Don't talk to me. Fat uh, Joe will not be anywhere near my top anything. Leave right. Fat Joe. Sorry. He's the hottest thing right now. Right. I'm sorry. All right. What's your number two? Cali West. I know it's Terror Squad, right? Oh, my God. Please, it is. I'm flip kidding. Mode Squad? No, 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 no. <laughs> Come no. on. Don't sleep on Flip Mode. It's G Unit. No, no, no I'm kidding. No. no. no, 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 no okay, no, now no, the no, show no. is over, folks. <laughs> no, my, uh, no, my number two is also The Roots. Wow. Right. The, the Roots, The Roots. Um, I remember when they came out, it was so interesting to see a, a hip-hop group and a band, like yeah. a live band, yeah. because I grew up around rock so much, and I love to see uh, instruments really being at the top of everything. I appreciate that so much. And so when these men really took it, um, they just took it there. I yeah. was like, uh, and I was in my little rebellion phase. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I was yeah. just like, NWA, uh, and all of these. And I'm like, who are these? <laughs> you know what? Something and I new. play the piano, uh -huh. and so that's so important for me to see. And I, and I was also like classically trained. Uh -huh. I was just like, yo, the roots are incredible. And Game Theory is yes. my favorite. And their live shows were sensational because yes. of their ability to actually play their own instruments and it was never repetitive yeah. and i do yeah. appreciate them as a live band yeah. mm -hmm. um, this is why they're so coveted to play other people's music and why they uh get used to play a lot of these songs um because they're just so diverse and so talented yeah. there's no skill number two you can make them number one yeah you can make them number and not one. even close seriously yeah it, it's like this yeah they I mean, they couldn't be my number yeah. one. Why and not? Each of them play 
several instruments alone individually it's you know just, it's just yeah. talent yeah. it's real passion there that i like because i know Man. instrumentation and i know my instrument like i appreciate people that take that time yeah to know I'm, how to i play. am having a mental lapse who was the member of the roots who did the beatbox i forgot his name he i know this. i know quest did a little bit there was a member who did the beatbox. Whichever way, if you know it, hit us up on our Twitter account, Crush A Lot Twitter account, or email it to us at the Crush A Lot Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, if you know, I joined a blank right there, but I'm going to go right into number ones because we got to pay these bills. Um, number one, just Ray, who was the number one group that really resonated with you? I'm going to go with the locks. The locks. Yes. Wow. Number one. I didn't see that coming. Brooklyn native. Wow. Jada Sheik. Yep. Jada Sheik Lutz. And my man. Drawing a blank here. That's how much he loves Um, them, folks. um, Yeah. Spit that in the locks, though. Bad Boy first. They were on the Bad Boy label. Wait, who? Styles P. Styles P. Yeah. I'm bugging. You go down a notch. You know Lenny (laughs) Kravis, but you forgot Styles P. You take it down one. What's up with the locks? Why then you're number one? That's a bold, a bold pick, considering you didn't even put Jada Kiss on your top five MCs. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. All right, what's up with the locks? Oh, the locks um, locks is great. Um, I grew up listening to the locks. Uh, My cousin put me onto them, actually. Uh, you know, whole Marcy Project's theme, everybody over there listening to Jay-Z, listening to P. Diddy and uh, the Bad Boy Entertainment. Mm-hmm. We got DMX who, right. who, who featured on the Locks uh, album. Um, we got Little Kim who also featured on the album. Oh, Little Kim. Yes. Bless her soul. The Locks <laughs> were one of the sh- hardcore street groups at that time. And Bad Boy, I think, made the mistake of trying to mainstream them. It took away their edge. I'm pretty sure they ran into problems, creative differences, and led to the departure um, for Bad Boy. Um, Of course, if you're in Bad Boy, you're going to have some money issue as well, because we all know how Diddy rolls. Um, (laughs) But the locks at the beginning were... Puffy at the time. ...had the potential to be, in my opinion, bigger than what they were. I'm not going to put them number one. I do respect your list, of course. Um, But Jada is a beast. Um, did they collab with Wu Tang? They didn't, no. Not that I'm no. aware of. I would be not on top that of that real quick. Um, and they were and they were good. Um, not to foreshadow. Um, but they, <laughs> the Locks, I think, did better as they left Bad Boy and throughout the years. Yeah. You can I listen think up. Anyone that leaves Bad Boy is just a better human being. Unless unless your name is Total or Mario. <laughs> you probably want to be on that reunion tour to make some money because yeah, your record ain't selling boy, now. You know? They were bad boy. Um, yeah. So I think the locks is 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 a controversial choice. I think their catalog is better now. Jada dropped an album, uh, Top Five Dead or Alive. Ironically, that's sensational. Still present. Um, <laughs> you could go to the Woo Block. Actually, they have collaborated. Ghostface right, right, and Sheik Woo made Block. an album called Woo Block, and that's it's a great album. Yeah. Not because of Sheik, but. <laughs> It was still good. Um, that, I'm only joking about that. But uh, the locks, interesting pick. Kylie uh, West, what's your number one? Number one, uh, we already mentioned them. They are incredible hip hop ears, hip hop ears. Um, tri- a tribe called Quest. Wow. A tribe called Quest. Yes, yes. I remember my brother was break dancing in our backyard. And the, uh, we got the jazz came on, 
And I was like, yo, bro, what, what is this? He's like, you gotta. And then he gave me a cassette. Mm-hmm. A cassette. And then he just made me listen to it. A cassette. Yeah, throwback. Cassette. Yeah, but with like different hip hop yeah. um, artists, like underground artists. Mm-hmm. And he had like a few tribes in there. And then I was like, yo, I gotta invest in listening to them. And it, they were they were one that put me at ease. Like, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. felt like Tribe put me at ease in very various moments in my life. And I just re- respect everything. Like, I left my wallet in Sogunda. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, it, the jazz, I think, um, Check the Rhyme was amazing. It's just, they are, they're incredible. Rest in peace, Fife. That really broke me. And I have a feeling a lot of people would agree with you on that one. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Um, but that goes to my biases, of course. But Tropical Quest is monumental in so many ways. And their albums, and I guess this is the way I measure things, mm-hmm. is how, do you still listen to that album now, when Tropical Quest? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you recommend it to people who are entering to hip hop. Start with start with Tropical Quest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they're a perfect example of what hip hop should aspire to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saying that, I'm gonna go to my number one. And anybody who knows me already knows this answer. Is it is it on your skin? It, it is definitely <laughs> on my skin. Uh, no, it's not the locks. No, it's not wow. the Fuji's. Money, power, respect. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sorry. No, it's not the whole bad boy crew. And I'm not going to cheat on this one. This is obviously the Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan. Um, what What is there to say about this? Woo. And it, to the Wu. <laughs> they're so fascinating because they have audacity. If you listen yeah. to the 36 Chambers, I want you to think about these ingredients before you even make a record. You got right. Kung Fu samples. And they were, they, were, they were formed off of Kung Fu. You got, like yeah. Kung, Fu, yeah. you got Kung Fu samples. You have nine MCs. Nine. Nine, nine MCs. All can, all can flip it. Yep. Every single one That's of them. That's a team right yeah. there. They were writing for radio. They didn't have no hooks. Yeah. They had no hooks. Their first single was Protect Your Neck. They had no hooks. It was nine MCs, straight bars. Yeah. Bars. Not bars. Bars. But it's like vulgar. I don't give up (laughs) about anything. And every single one could spit, and they all have a distinct voice. The composition of the group is immaculate. They all flow together yes. you know and you can have our own show on who's a top member of the Wu-Tang Clan but for me the heart of it was always been the RZA the RZA, the is, RZA. The RZA put the RZA? them all he's the, he's the RZA the he's the architect wow. he's, he's the, the abbe he put brain. them together He it was his vision and a lot of people don't know that the RZA and the Jizza had albums before that first Wu-Tang came right, out right, right, right. the Jizza the Genius uh, made some you could go words from the Genius was the first Jizza album it was not Liquid Swords yeah. and the first um, RZA album was uh-huh. under his moniker Prince Rakim and the EP that he dropped was Ooh, I Love You Rakim. What I find fascinating about it is that the RZA got, like I mentioned earlier, he got inspired by the Kung Fu culture, martial art culture, mm-hmm. and that culture is how to really use violence in a productive way yeah. and I felt like that's what they were doing with the Wu and then please read the Tao he, he yeah. wrote a book and it's so so important for you to read this book it's called the Tao by RZA I'm gonna have and to read that one he talks about just from the, the foundation of Wu mm-hmm. to the wordplay he saw like the every vocabulary, Kung Fu movie and the he vocabulary, put rhymes with and that. then you put that 
on top of the most creative ways to use soul samples. Mm -hmm. Like to the point, it's like, well, how did he make those beats? Like, he takes like a millisecond of a soul beat and turns it into a beat. Um, and his creative uh, production style was so landmark. So people try to copy it. You can still feel it now um, when people try to reverb voices and high loop it right. to a high octave. That was all RZA. Yeah. Yeah. RZA. And what's great about the RZA and the Wu-Tang is every individual clan member's album had their own style to it. A Ghostface album does not sound the same as a Raekwon album. A Method right. Man album was straight dusty album, but a Dirty album was chaotic and unorganized, just like that brother was. But yeah. all of them connected that, through that, through. like kind of grimy, yeah. like you know how you mentioned like Lauren sang from the dirt. These fools. Just Those really brothers were in a like, basement sitting on crates with the most low yep. fidelity equipment because people want, are clamoring for them to go back to that right. sound. They were in that sound because they had no money to buy any better equipment. Yeah. Right. The streets. Right? Yeah. Um, and then they followed up with the double CD, Wu-Tang Forever, which is another mm -hmm. landmark right. album, which should have won the Grammy, by the way. Woo for the kids. Mm. Um, no disrespect to whoever did that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was big. Shot. I'm pretty sure that was big. But when you first heard Triumph and Inspector Deck dropped the best verse of all time. <laughs> well, right, Rodney Love well, Day? Well, well, we, we, the best we don't opening. Agree with all that now. I don't the know best all time. Know, all time. You sit down, right. I'm talking right now. He got, he got, he got the W tattooed on his neck. Abomatomically. Want. Socrates philosophies. Are Yo, you telling me you I don't know, know that? Socrates philosophy. Yo, but they study. This is a thing. They they're study. Not, they're not. They're not dummies. And I feel like Wu is is the embodiment of like what gri when grimy folks and grimy like beautifully. Yeah. You know, like when they study, that's what they produce. Yeah. It's they study. Just like and they can teach you about stuff, math and science. You know? Yeah, book smart. In right. any verse. Their interpretation um, is amazing. Individually, they're fantastic. Together, they're even better. All right, can yeah. I ask, who, who's your favorite? Is it, is it RZA? It is has it to be. For me, it's RZA. And a lot of people, like, lyrical or what? Listen, he was the <laughs> architect. I love his production. Can you tell me another uh, producer at that time that was hotter than the RZA who would do not, not one song for you. He does the whole album from front to back. Right. Which producer does that now? Which producer? And then drop six classic back to back, back to back, back to back. No one. No one. And on top of that, his business mind was like, we're all in one label. You all do your own thing on your own label. Yeah, yeah. People want that structure. Respect. Don't say our future. <laughs> you millennials. No, I, I Keep gotta, that out your tongue. <laughs> Keep that out your tongue. I got a love for Red Man and Method Man, though. Yo, I love that bomb. You could do that. And, and if yeah. you have not doing nothing this summer, go to the Ghost and Ray album. Um, Concert this summer. I know I'm gonna go. Yeah. You're damn Wait, right. I went. I went on my honeymoon and I saw Wu Tang. What? I was like, baby, Wu Tang's playing. <laughs> We're going right, but it's our honeymoon. We're going right. <laughs> and I left high as a mofo, and I don't smoke nothing. But it was the best concert I've been to. Yo. Yo. And uh, you know, and I think they lost a little bit when they lost uh, Old Dirty. Old, Old Dirty. Dirty was their yeah, yeah, was their heart. And um, I think that. You know, we could go into when he came out 
And, and, um, not, and not for nothing, I think Meth, Meth the Man, I got to see him live. He's the superstar of the group. Yeah, but I got to see him live, and I got to really um, hang out a little bit with mm-hmm. him, and he's a really respectful man. He's respectful, he's kind, he's courteous. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate men that like come that can come from a gutter and still be like, you're human. Yeah. I yeah. respect And you. I, you know, you could go up and down Ghostface catalog and tell me which one, which one of those albums were ever bad. None. None. Yeah, and if you haven't listened, if you haven't right. listened to Fish Scales, listen to Fish Scales right now. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Buy yeah. it. If you haven't listened to Supreme Clientele, do it right now. Right. Iron Man, right now. Mm-hmm. How to build a Cuban Link One and Two. Do it now. Look, Liquid, Liquid Swords. Go ahead. Do it right now. He's spitting right now. Return to the 36 Chamber. The Dirty Virgin. Do it right now. Enter the 36 Chamber. Wu Tang Forever. Uh, Iron Flag. A Diagram. Keep going. And yes, even the last one. A Better Tomorrow. You should listen to it now. Um, it is worth all your time for how creative they are. How uh, authentic they are to the grab. Straight bars, no hooks. After this show, yeah. I'm going to listen to them. I know. You go. I start with that 36. 30, yeah. Well, and I know, Kylie, you got that's onto Wu Tang later in your yeah, life. Yeah, after right I said, go listen to it right now. And you were yeah, like, yeah. yes, this is. This is incredible. And um, there were. I love it. There were some. They were totally East Coast, but they got a lot of love on the they West got Coast. Amazing mm-hmm. love. A lot of love. Mm-hmm. So. Throw up the W and everybody was just. I love Wu Tang. And by the way, you don't need to put a name on an album. Just put the Wu Tang logo. Which other logo in hip hop do you need? I don't. I can't think of maybe the Rough Riders, but it won't be no. as mainstream as if you put a Wu Tang album. You know what that is. Yeah. That logo you know what is that is. I go. You can walk in your neighborhood and see that logo tagged up from. Time Everybody to knows that logo. Yeah. And uh, the Source dropped an album just yeah. with that red Wu Tang. People tattoo it on their skin. Yeah. I have it behind my <laughs> ear, and I won't say where else. Uh, the Source dropped uh, issue uh, talk about the Wu Tang right before Wu Tang Forever came out, and all they did. They didn't even put nothing on it. They just put the symbol, and it was in red. Mm-hmm. That's all you needed to do. So That's all you needed to do. How much power do you have? That's to the Wu Tang. Pick it up. That's our top five. And I if just you, gotta say, go for it. I'm just, I, I, I wanted Outcast on my top five, but you know they, they couldn't be there. But I love Outcast. We might, they might fall into another podcast Maybe. later when we yeah. do top duos. Top um, duos. if you're interested in hearing these, if you never listened to it or you would just wanna uh, hear more from us, check us out. In on our what's the app that I use? Not Apple Music, Spotify. Spotify. Check us out. We do have a playlist on Spotify at the Crush a Lot Podcast. Look it up there. Where Cali Check West, it out, y'all. Just Ray and myself put our top MCs, our favorite songs for our top MCs, yes. and our top groups on that Spotify account. Check it out, Crush a Lot Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Crush a Lot Podcast. Um, just check that out. And you can email us if you want to be a part of the show, Crush a Lot Podcast at Gmail. Um, so thank you for listening thank you for liking thank you for sharing continue to do that um we're gonna open this up to a few people later on if you want to come up to our show that we'll do with listeners to tell us how wrong we are mm-hmm. or how right how right we are we still want to hear you we want to hear you this is your show we do this for people who just love hip-hop and want to talk about it if you agree with us great if you don't it's all good and, and we appreciate those people who do it i want to give a special 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 shout out to one of my fallen brothers, Saul Delgado, brother Oba, he put me on 
to a tropical quest with that scenario song and the scenario remix mm -hmm. to dope songs, especially the remix. You don't know which one's better. And Coach Buster Rhyme comes in, rah rah, like a dunk. Oh, you could go right there. That's probably top two songs right there of all time. So you you yeah. can argue, but shout out to you, Saul. Thank you so much for being a part of my life and the entire. Uh, order of the Brotherhood. Uh, may you rest in peace. And for everybody else, remember this is just for fun. Stay happy. Stay positive. Take care of each other. Stay tuned. Yep. For episode three. Stay hype, y'all. Later.